So I'm continuing my research on the 9-11 as per usual and keeping this audio diary on the note that if anyone's going to get at my research, well, at least I've got this thing on the background. I'm going to be fine. Now, of course, the problem is, as any researcher into 9-11 knows, is actually find new information about 9-11 or sorting through the existing information to find the specific thing you're looking for is actually real. I mean, let's just do a quick Google search on 9-11 right now. Let's load it up. 280-000-000 results. First thing you can see, Wikipedia, of course. So if you want to narrow things down, 9-11 Bush. Well, it's only five zero 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 results. I think I missed out a zero there. Anyway, it's a lot of results and a lot of pictures of George W. Bush before the Troubles, which is really fascinating. So, it's actually quite curious to know whether that increases or decreases. But, oh no, that takes us down to just under half results. Ah, see, I, I know my numbers when we get beneath a million, we get above a million, then I'm never entirely sure whether we're going into trillion billions. It's, it's all rather confusing. Anyway, the point is, there is a lot of material about 9-11 out there, and doing research on it is quite difficult. Now, naturally, anyone who's listening to this will be going, why are you doing all your research on the I'm not doing all my research on the internet. I'm just trying to point out there's a lot of information out there. And trying to actually get to the bottom of the currency actually ends up being incredibly difficult because you have to be able, not disable, you need to read a large amount of literature knowing for that it's very likely indeed that you're not actually to get the bit of information that you actually desire. At least, it's going to take a lot of reading to find the crumbs or snippets of the hypothesis you're researching in amongst the chat. And let's face it, no matter what you believe in 9-11, whether you believe it was, well, let's just say, no matter who you believe was responsible for 9-11, let's not get specific, uh, that gets us into the realm of being accused of being a wacky pretty theorist. And admittedly, I don't know why I'm concerned about this, because these rooms are for my own private research. So maybe as well, somehow the black leprosy people get into this. I don't know. Anyway, I'm hesitant to actually... Am I? Am I actually hesitant to say what I believe about 9-11? I guess I am. And I guess the thing is, I'm doing this research just a hypothesis. A hypothesis as to who was actually responsible for the 9-11 result. And I say result because I think it was the product of intended activity. Someone wanted a particular series of events to occur and they engineered it. Now, that applies to all the conspiracy theories about 9-11. I mean, I've got a general notion of conspiracy operating here. I think basically, if people get together in secret trying to obtain some kind of result, that's a conspiracy as long as there's more than one. Conspiracies are just common. But just because conspiracies are common, that doesn't tell us that any given conspiracy theory is going to be true. I mean, 
We know governments in low-level conspiratorial activity all the time. We know that Christians engage in low-level conspiratorial activity all the time. Even NGOs engage in low-level conspiratorial activity all the time to achieve ends. It's basically how things work in a society. You want people to want something, so you've got to persuade them that they want it. But you don't tell them that outright, because that would be ridiculous. Telling people outright they want something is a great way to get contrarians like me to go, well, I don't want that at all. But if you manipulate the media, and you manipulate members public, you can make them desire something they never wanted in the place. And I kind of worry something that happened in September 11th, 2001. Now, we all know what the official story is. We've, we're taught it in school. There are documentaries about it. People who disagree with it are called conspiracies. I think that's a crime, but that's another matter entirely. But we know an event occurred as the result of a conspiracy. We know that that's the official story, and that's okay. Everyone believes that. But should they? I mean, there was a lot of confusion about that event after things happened. They were big questions. And those questions were settled really, really quickly. I mean suspiciously so. We found out things with, in a, well, yeah. We found out about things, really. We settled upon a conclusion in a really, really fast way. I think we need to step back slightly. I think we need to examine that conclusion. I think we need to examine why we came to it. I think we need to work out who promoted that. Because the results were drastic. We're talking world-changing results. Political ramifications which are still felt to this day. And there are people out there claim that what we did after 9-11 was not jive. That the events behind 9-11 do not fit the official narrative. And frankly, I'm kind of sympathetic towards that. I mean, I start this project, like most things, having an inkling of an idea, but not being entirely sure I was onto something. And the black leprosy thing occurred, and, well, I mean, someone obviously playing with me. I mean, it could be someone at the university. It could be a random hacker. I mean, that's actually not being bound to probability. Or maybe... Made an initial research dump. I found something. I mean, I suppose it's fair to say that every so often will give me bits of information they probably shouldn't. I mean, this is the thing when you're looking in the academic realm. Every so often, people know people who know people in high places. They rumor monger. They start telling you things. And it comes down the chain. And occasionally you ask for a bit of proof. And at the time, no proof is forthcoming, because it turns out people are just stirring the pot. And sometimes it turns out it's in fact a little snippet of information. You get a document, or you get CC'd an, e an email, and it kind of shows that something's been going on. Maybe it was one of those pieces. That's the thing. I've been looking over my archives, and I know last time I talked about this. Oh, look at that, an email. Last time I talked about this, I said nothing had changed. But did it? 
I mean, I've got a lot of data. I mean, I was actually looking through one of my Devon Think duds the other day. 10,000 and more of information in that da database. Am I sure that every single bit of information in it is there, that has a bit hasn't been removed? Well, of course, I did, I did that machine backup. I made sure I got everything back. Now I'm suspicious that, did I? I mean, I don't think they could have the time machine backup. I mean, I've got more than one. There's the one that's just connected to the computer. And then there's a secondary one which is kept separate because of the sheer fact that it's attached to the laptop and I don't have it plugged into the laptop time. But couldn't they introduce it to change something? I don't know. I think I'm getting really bad about this. I'm getting paranoid about what was probably just some teen in Alabama trying to hack my machine for no particularly good reason. And I'm just being paranoid because talking about 9-11 the way I talk 9-11... People get a bit worried. I mean, it is a wacky thing to be interested in. Most people agree with your story. Even vaguely questioning it by going, look, do we know the full story? So that doesn't necessarily even mean agreeing with it. Makes people go, oh, slow down, man, slow down. I don't know. Maybe I'm just being paranoid. But anyway, there's a lot of information about 9-11 out there and trying to help whether any of it supports or disproves your particular position is just for the sheer fact there is so much of it. So, the reading. Back to so much reading. Believe me, some of the stuff out there is really badly written. Only you, Huffington Post. Some of your correspondents probably shade. If they were being paid, then maybe, maybe you might actually engage in a bit of editorial work and go, look, you need to type this paragraph up. You need to maybe be sure that I... And you need to stop writing for us because you're a bit rubbish. That's not fair to only single out the Huffington Post. There are lots of news organisations even pay their staff and they still produce at rubbish. And I've got to read it. I've got to read it for the sheer sometimes insights appear in it and sometimes the things they don't about end up being the most important. This is a bit of a pointless update, really. But I suppose it's actually quite useful for what my thinking is. Sometimes actually just talking to yourself makes you realise what you've got to do next. And that's a lot of reading. God, it's a lot of reading. Oh well, I suppose I should get back to it.